The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and went with haste to a Eugene town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. The Lord's mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. The Lord has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we celebrate the great feast of the Visitation. It's a wonderfully instructive set of readings for us because we're called to imitate Mary in what she did. First of all, Mary was open to receiving the Word right from childhood onward. And especially in the Annunciation, she took in God's Word into her soul. She pondered that Word and allowed it to be deepened so much that that Word conceived in her and she gave birth to Christ. In a similar way, we are called to allow God's Word to come into us, which we can do through reading Scripture and sacred tradition, the Catechism, through prayer, and then ponder that Word so that it really does take root in us and we conceive the good news. And in that sense, we share in Mary's maternity. Notice what she did next. She went with haste to her cousin Elizabeth because she wanted to share that good news she couldn't keep it to herself. Well, again, that's what we're called to do, to go with haste to those who we know are family, but also others, and share what we know is the greatest news possible. We do so, and Mary did so, because we know the effects of God's word. They're powerful. Scriptures tells us that in Hebrews chapter 4, we learn that the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. We also hear in the Old Testament from Isaiah chapter 55, again, the power of God's Word. As the rain comes down from heaven and waters the earth, making it flourish, so my Word that goes out from my mouth will not return void, but accomplish what I desire 
There's Isaiah allowing God to speak through him to us. When we do share that good news, then we also share in Mary's blessedness. Again, Scripture tells us this. In Romans chapter 10, St. Paul says, Blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. He said that in Romans chapter 10 in context with how one is saved. Paul says, how can they call upon the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one they have not heard? How can they hear unless someone preaches to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? Blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. When we share with haste the good news that we have, we not only share in Mary's blessedness, but her joy. We hear her joy in today's gospel, the great Magnificat. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. When we share God's word, because we've allowed it to sink deep into our heart and soul, we can't help but be joyful. And we have our own song, Magnificat, and we will sing through all eternity with the angels and the saints. One last point that is very, very explicit here in the text of the gospel. Luke is deliberately paralleling what happened to the Blessed Virgin Mary and her cousin Elizabeth with what happened in First and Second Samuel. And it's very deliberate. The scholars all see this. It all has to do with the Ark of the Covenant. Mary is the Ark of the New Covenant because she bore in her womb the Word of God, Christ, God. In the Old Testament, the Ark of the Covenant had the two tablets of the law, which for them was the Word of God, the manna, and also Aaron's staff. That was a consecrated place of God's presence on earth, the Ark of the Old Covenant. When we go to Revelation chapter 12, we see this great vision of Mary in heaven crowned with the 12 stars. And immediately prior to that vision, we have the verse, and I saw in heaven the Ark of the Covenant. John testifying, Mary is the new Ark of the Covenant. We are called to do that as well. Because again, when we allow God's word to dwell in our soul, we're like the Ark of the New Covenant. So the parallels are many. I'll just give you a couple of verses. First of all, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, the Ark travels to the hill country of Judea and remains in the house of Obed-Edom for three months. What happens in today's gospel, Luke chapter 1, Mary goes to the hill country of Judea and visits her cousin Elizabeth and stays with her three months, a very deliberate parallel. Then we have another parallel in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 14. David danced and leaped for joy over the ark. It was in his possession. Well, what does Elizabeth do when Mary, the Ark of the New Covenant, comes into her presence? She bursts out with joy, and John the Baptist leaps for joy in her womb. Very, very direct parallel with the Old Testament. We also have David saying, how can 
the Ark of the Covenant come to me? David doesn't feel worthy. What does Elizabeth say in today's Gospel from Luke chapter 1? Why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? Finally, when the Ark did go into the city of Jerusalem, David brings it in in a great procession, and the Shekinah glory cloud comes down, overshadows the Ark. What happens at the Annunciation? When the angel Gabriel announces to Mary that she will conceive, and Mary says, well, how can this be? I'm a virgin. The angel says, the power of the Most High will overshadow you and you will conceive. There's again a parallel. Luke is very deliberately saying Mary is the Ark of the New Covenant and we are called to share in that as well. So it's a great feast, rich in insights. Let us allow God's word to come into us, shape us so much that we go with haste, with words and deeds, and proclaim the good news and share in Mary's blessedness, her joy, and the fact that she is the Ark of the Covenant, and we're called to be that as well. Let us pray.